All right. So, uh, listeners, hey, how are you? It's been a minute. It's been a while. It's been a long day. All right. Yep. Without you, our listener. Yeah, that's where I wanted to go with that. Listen, it's it's been a while. I appreciate it's your understanding. Uh, we've had a crazy month, and uh, but we're trying to settle back in. We know we want to deliver to you, our listeners, our people. Uh, what not? You know, we're not gonna tell you exactly what's going on, but what this is going to be is a chance for me and Kyle to get back into our groovy bones. And loosen up with you and with each other. That's right. Millennials got their groove back. The M word is back. It's the M word. Hello and welcome to the M Word, a millennial podcast solving millennial problems. I'm your West Coast old boy emeritus Connor. And I'm your Lone Star simple named Kyle Turner. We're just two friends trying to solve each other's problems and hopefully maybe one day a generation's Kyle. Um <coughs> I'm gonna start it off with being sick. How about that? Huh? Yeah, how are how is your body doing and why is it failing to do its one job that it has? Fighting a lot of things. Uh Every germ decided that it didn't like me anymore, and my oh. immune system was not equipped. I'm talking; these germs had future weapons, lasers, oh, transporters, plans. other plant. Uh, they they were those you know those aliens from uh, Arrival that could see into the future. Spoiler: Those are the things <laughs> invading my body. <laughs> <laughs> and my little human immune system is just like, what the fuck are we doing? Your poor human immune system. It's fine. We're fine. Uh, I'm. I just can't wait. Out. I can't wait till there's just a pill. You just swallow a pill and then you're just good again. Is that cocaine? Maybe that's cocaine. I think I saw this somewhere. It was probably Kirk's Gazette, my favorite YouTube channel of all time, discussing gene editing and such. And one of the problems about medicine is that they're trying to make generic jug- drugs to fit everybody. But in reality, we're all fucking different. So what would be better would be to design a super awesome software that can instead take everybody's personal information and develop an individual drug for them. That sounds invasive. <sighs> Yeah, so is a drug companies making wild fucking assumptions about your life. I say wild assumptions. They're doing testing and stuff. But you get my point, okay? Just because a drug worked on a monkey doesn't mean it's going to work on me. Elon, what are you doing? Developing fire, fire, flamethrowers? Come on, Elon Musk and his famous pharmaceutical company. God. (laughs) (laughs) Pfizer. It's called... Musk's drugs. Musk's drugs. Connor, this is outrageous. This you could say that this this theory is out of this world. Out of this world. Speaking of out of this world, I went to NASA the oh, other day. Damn. I did. Yeah, you went on the the one place that is on this world that focuses so hard about out of this world. It's true. I went, my mom works in NASA, and my mom was receiving an award on behalf of her team. 
And so I got to go, and they Aww. had like a crew. It was Expedition Best 56 and 57. Ever. Yeah, she's very good. Um, so anyway, I got to, you know, talk to the spacemans and, um, and me, and I didn't talk to the spacemans, but they did some talking. And here's I'm just going to give you kind of the cliff notes of, of what I all learned. Right. Okay. Um, just so you know, all right. So, number one, the space station ain't that high. It's not even that high up there. It's really, really not. It's just kind of, they said it was just like a few, Miles, I think, is what they said. Maybe even a, a few, few feet. A few miles? It's just a few feet up there. It's just kind of chilling. Honestly, I think legally, if you have like one of those pool skimmers, if you throw it up into the air, you hit the station right oh, now. God. Yeah. But, but what a great opportunity. Yeah, because if those you who can jump high enough, they can go see they they could see the space station. Exactly. If you can grab it, if you can hook it while it's passing, you go for a ride That's... and you can end up in China. <laughs> it's real fun. Zip line, zip line style. Everybody's waiting for their turn to hook on to the sweet ISS, the biggest wave nation system in the planet you get to ride the sea exactly that's on that's why trump wants to shut down the space station is because right now that's the biggest threat to get over the wall he knows <laughs> he knows that people could just hook a ladder onto the space station and get right over that andy's over the weight limit oh poor can't trump. ride poor which is the only time i think i'll ever say that poor t rump kyle i'm furious at you though why because you wasted the opportunity to talk to all those astronauts. No, I, you know, I talk to astronauts all the time. I hate to be a big deal. I talk to astronauts all the time. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about you talk to the astronaut and was like, hey, how was your weekend? You, you got three kids over here. Cool. I want to be like, dude, what is your philosophical thinking behind you being in space? Tell me how reason changes when you no longer have gravity. Yeah, and I do think that that's why you are not allowed to go to these conference, these uh, debriefs anymore. I think that's why legally you're I not allowed. One question, one time. Yeah, and they say, Connor, put your clothes back on. That's all. And it takes. I say, we're in space. It doesn't matter anymore. Sorry. <laughs> I, I will say Sorry. one. I will say one actual thing. They did a Q and A, and um, somebody asked. They said, "How do you? Um, how does the station? Like, how do you as a crew deal with like space junk up there? And like, because shit hits the ISS, like small stuff. Um, they right. even talked about it when they were up there. Like something hit the glass, and they had to like repair it in the the cupola." Which is like the big the glass part where they look out on the earth. But anyway, they have to do like maneuvers and shit like that. But the guy who asked the question, he was just like, you know, you know, as far as space junk or like extraterrestrial things, which actually that is the proper form of that because this is space junk, which is extraterrestrial. But he said that. And then the, the commander of the Expedition 57, Drew Foistel, he leaned over to the astronaut holding the mic and he said, don't tell him about the UFOs. And that was real funny because everyone heard oh, it. good. And everyone heard it. And we go, oh, they know about those UFOs. So anyway, that was confirmed. And so there's definitely the UFOs. Um, they had a meeting, I think, with the astronauts on the space station. And so we have made a lot of progress there, I think. That would be a very cool job to have, right? Astronaut? Connor, no. <laughs> Are you serious? Astronaut? No. No, UFO maker. The UFO maker. The Connor O'Brien. Okay. PhD. Yeah, in UFOs. In UFOs. Yep. I know everything there is to know about UFOs because 
the reason that they're identified, honestly, the fact that they're unidentified is half the battle, right? Right. You got to make sure that you can't identify it. So it's got to look like nothing you've never seen before or a combination of things you have seen, but it just doesn't make any goddamn sense. It doesn't make any sense. I will say the PhD in UFOs sounds like a degree you would get at the University of Phoenix. Hey! So that's what that seems like. We rise! We we rise! (laughs) That's the... Mr. Slogan, dude! From the ashes, we rise! We rise from the ashes of the Area 51. And then we dig back down because nobody thinks our degrees are legitimate. (laughs) You know who I think is legitimate? Our friends on Reddit. Connor, we're going to blow through some problems here. um, Because that's what we do. Hey, 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 hey. I got some, so I'm going to go first. Okay, you go first. You solve. We're a millennial podcast solving millennial problems. You solve them. <laughs> this is the new way I say things. This is from user Beyond the Banana Appeal. Good. Oh, the banana, the, just Beyond the Banana Appeal, not the banana. But app no, but you said it. You said it in a fun way. Would my arms fuse together if I made cuts on both and held them together while they healed? Or arm and leg, etc. I just want to know if it's possible for this to happen. Hold on, give me that first bit one more again. So if, let's say, I cut off both my hands. Yeah. And I held the broken bits together. Yeah. Would they heal into one cohesive part? So it's kind of like when you cut down a tree... And then you put a rock on top of it, and then the tree then grows with the rock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, 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 no. Even better, okay? You cut a slice open in your arm, you sew it back, it heals in the same similar place. Yeah, it looks a little funny. Yeah. But let's just say I cut off, let's do it, two fingers, That's, okay? Yeah. The finger from my index finger from the right and index from the left. I put them together yeah. in the best Chinese yo-yo you've ever seen which now that i say out loud is something that i was told when i was a kid but doesn't sound like it was i think you mean like i think you mean like the finger trap right the chinese finger yes the chinese but i someone has told me it was called the chinese yo-yo i don't think that's true you're probably right (laughs) you know the things kids say um so seriously though i'm i'm thinking if we had this ability we would use it to do the coolest shit I I want us to be more lizard like and I think we need to we need to focus on our ability to heal. We really need to focus on our ability to heal and we need to work on it cuz lizards they can do all sorts of shit. They can just like, oh, there's my tail. Um I'm I'll just make a new one again. Let oh. me just Oh, what? I another fucking arm? Hold on. Yeah. Let me let me cut the side open. Yeah. It's my my So that's what you do. You make a circle in the side of your body. Yeah. Oh, but here's the problem, though. You got to attach nerves to that stuff, okay? So it wouldn't be the same thing. I can't just like staple an arm onto my body and call it mine. That doesn't make <laughs> sense. Because then you're just like a human scarecrow. You just stuff it full of hay, and you go, or "Here's my very Frankenstein, if you will." Uh, yes, although. Oh, but I do like the idea of the hay. Yeah, because you got to put the hay in there. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Yeah, that just makes it. There's an authentic feel to hay that they really captured with scarecrows back in the day. It's very good. It's very very good. I. I love that this person knows where to go with this problem. Hey, where should I go to solve this medical problem? Reddit. That's where I need to go to talk about why why don't why don't fingers why don't arms heal good? 
Why can't they heal together to form Mega Arm? So we're we're coming into this day and age of what will probably absolutely, what will probably abs. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> What will probably absolutely be called uh, body body powers. Body yeah. power. We do bodies body morphia rather so than body dysmorphia. We, do this, we already do this thing where we're starting to fuck with that. So people are putting magnets and stuff in their fingers so they can have new senses with those uh, fucking external shits. Right, you know what I'm talking about. I don't. You ever seen that? So that's a thing. I've seen. I saw it somewhere. People were putting little magnets in their pinkies and something of the like. I obviously didn't pay very much attention in the documentary. But is this like the thing where you um you have the pill and you have the pump and then you get no. big peepee? No, no. I think this means you get big peepee. I mean, anything can be big peepee if you took that same magnet. Oh God. Oh no! Don't put the magnet in your peepee. <laughs> put the put the magnet in the peepee. And then you do the same thing for the girls or guys or whatever other parts the of your partners uh, that you like. Yeah. And then you're not only sexually attracted to it, you are magnetically attracted. <gasps> I like that. Connor, before we move on to the next one, I need to think about something that I was recently talking about with some coworkers, and I need to know how much you know about this. Have you ever heard the term sit-down air before? Nope. Yeah. Sit, sit down air. Sit down air is a good is a good thing that now exists. It's that thing where when you sit down and you got all that air coming up around you, and that air can sometimes have a scent. And and so now I'm in this place in my life where you gotta start judging people sit down air. As soon as somebody what? sits down next to you, you know, they sit down in a chair and they go, whew, whew. that's their sit down air. And and you gotta make sure your sit down air is properly scented now. What the fuck? I know, I work with some very cool people and I love them. Who, okay, I mean, you work with some some Gen Zers, okay? No, I, right? work, I work with some millennials and some, I like a few Millennials like me? A millennial young, that's right. But seriously though, are these people millennials? Because if they're not, then honestly, I could care less what they think about anything. It's sit-down air, and I'm on board with it, but you know what else I'm on board with? I'm on board with Reddit user throwaway 83790 <laughs> Very good. And the reason why they've created a throwaway account is going to be evident right now. Subject line, ex-partner just told me has chlamydia. Oh. Will I be fine waiting until the morning to see my primary care physician to get tested? Just anxious as they're closed over the weekend and don't know if they'll be able to help me in one day. This person's got chlamydia. Well, actually, they might not. What? So. Their ex-lover, their lover, they've had the intercourse with, um, has now, has been told them they got the chlamydia. And so now this person's like, I got to get tested. But this is an anxiety. We live in an STD-filled world, an SDI-filled world. We've got to figure this out, Connor. How do we solve this? How do we, how do we solve the anxiety of just constantly the sexual diseases all around us? What? Why? Okay. S- Kyle, this isn't... Wrap it up, dude! Wrap it up. That's the problem. That's, that's the problem. Public education. Kyle, that's a real problem. Yeah. Kyle, what are you giving me these real problems for? This is it. Got to wrap it up. Um, also, I mean, 
hey, we've never talked about sexual diseases, diseases, and we need to make sure that people are, that's a big part of millennial life. It's also not stigmatized. I looked up, I did some research on chlamydia. Guess, guess what the treatment is? What? It's none. It's fatal. You're, oh, there, we got, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, dang. <laughs> you thought it was fatal. You thought chlamydia was fatal. You uh, silly no, boy. I was only doing that for comedy. You Com- silly boy. For comedy stuff. No, apparently all you got to take is some antibiotics. And that's oh, it. Good. But, oh, good. That's good. But here's the thing. This person, you know they want to fuck this weekend. But they can't. They got to uh, wait. Or they could just make sure they wrap it up. Yeah, but... Yeah, uh, you you could you do that, and then some other things too. You know, like make sure the other person is aware. You know, they gotta be able to make the conscious decision. Yeah, we're real big on consent these days, and I think that that's probably a good for the evolution of the species. Yeah, definitely, only from the good of the evolution of the species. We gotta make sure that we're passing on those good genes, those good and, genes, uh, <laughs> not those chlamydia genes. Those good lessons, those good rules. Uh, Kyle, I already have another good one <gasps> that I want to tell you about. Oh, good. Oh, this goody. This is from Reddit user. Modern plebe. Oh. Will ghosts just float through space after the sun engulfs the earth? <gasps> I mean, if there's life after death in that sense, I assume it's eternal, right? And ghosts are commonly believed to haunt certain places. So what's what happens when... So what happens when those places are gone? I mean, the sun won't go off the earth eventually, and so we will all float through space as well, ghosts. What do you think? Disclaimer, I literally don't believe in ghosts, and this is a hypothetical. But mm, why are you asking it, Mr. Plebe, huh? Or Mrs. Plebe? Exactly. If you think it's hypothetical, you wouldn't even care. But guess what? You do care, and that means you do believe in ghosts. Hi. Welcome to Ghostland. Welcome, I'm Ted Danson. Welcome to Ghostland. <gasps> Welcome to the uh, ghost place. <laughs> I'm Ted Danson. You've made it to the ghost place. What a bummer would that be? Because, okay, let's take, for instance, those people who've been around, okay? Yeah. Those people who were like the first ones to die. Yeah. They've had the best life, so or the best afterlife, if you will. Because if they're hanging out on Earth, they got to see it grow, change, expand. Their loved ones either all die yeah. or eventually become prosperous. Okay? They've That's seen, they've seen so cool much. Thing. So much. They've seen so much. What a bummer it's going to be for those humans who are like the last ones. Yeah. Because then you die, you're hanging out on Earth, and then you're, you it just bursts in the sun, and so you're just hanging out in space. But I mean, I imagine you get some floating abilities, yeah, right? That would do. suck if you had to walk around <laughs> everywhere, same style. You know, now that you do say that, it's weird that ghosts are affected by gravity on Earth. When you really kind of sit and think about it, why are they so? Why are they still on on the ground, huh? You know, I bet it's from it, it's on muscle memory. Yeah, know? I bet it's like they they just don't like the really progressive ghosts will float, but then the more traditional ghosts. Or like that's, uh, uh, I, I I think that that's a little bit outside of my role in this society. Exactly. You know? I don't. You you need to be more condescending, and like that's Con- literally like please condescend. Condescend. I'm more grounded, literally. Yeah. Therefore, I'm better than you are. Connor, can I tell you about um the ghost of the International Space Station? There was once a a turtle that was yeah. in the space station. Sure. That died. 
And oh, is the turtle the ghost? And it now haunts the International Space Station. Oh, I was just thinking though that would be very good. I got- what a subtle haunt yeah. that would be. Like to be haunted by just the quietest person. Yeah. And so it's like creaks, but then it's also you'll hear like the dude, hold on. Important. Important. The worst possible ghosts in the world would be bug ghosts. Bug ghosts would be bad, and also there'd be a bajillion of them. Oh my God, Kyle, I'm freaking out. Thank God. Because the idea of the bug ghost world is terrifying. It's okay. It's okay because bugs don't have souls because Jesus didn't like them. So it's okay. They can't have ghosts because soul ghosts. Here's my theology. Ghosts are just souls without their bodies and they just get stuck here. That so doesn't. That's how, that's how ghosts work. Kyle, you took. This world, this terrifying world that I was creating. Yeah. And then you shoved it up your stupid soul butt. I just didn't. Honestly, I've had so many alive bugs on my body in the night times that I to think that ghost bugs could even be possible would just be overwhelming. And that they would also probably have chlamydia. Connor, let's talk about Jesus some more. Oh, thank God. We haven't talked about him in forever. My good old pal. Oh no! My old blue-eyed, blonde-haired friend. Well, from the, the Middle East, the, the good blonde-haired, blue-eyed boy from that good Bethlehem village. You know the classic, the classic story. The classic, so be <laughs> the classic, that classic blue-eyed boy walking from Bethlehem, <laughs> making his tables and his chairs and whatnot. Making my way down Beth, so be this... living tables, telling people that I'm the fucking god. This Reddit, this comes from Reddit user RepFam for life. They say, on the first day, God said, let there be light. But where did the light come from if the sun and moon were created on the fourth day? Hey, God, gotcha. Uh, Gotcha. Uh, Where did that light come from if you didn't invite the sun and the moon yet? Yeah, that's that's the missing premise. That's the pre-Bible. And it was the pre-bible. It's 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 all, it's <laughs> it's all Sir Isaac Newton principles of physics, right? Yeah, so light. And, you know the E equals M- first... MC hammered. <laughs> you just say MC hammered. Yeah, that's a good joke. That was very good. Uh no, but seriously, just before Genesis, there was just a long mathematical proof for light is that um, is that what the whole like the they just thought it was a drawing and they said screw this and they just threw it away this. they tossed it they were like what is this what is this just a painting thanks for the painting daughter those those monks in the medieval times that did all that they real bastards real well because they were written in like crayon right? yeah so they thought it was just a drawing for the fridge we don't talk enough about how the bible was written in crayon <laughs> and that how we don't talk enough about that right no, the peach colored crayon for skin <laughs> so, tone. Written in ruby red. Ruby red. No, the I, Kyle, they put it on the fridge and they were just like, well, I, or what is it? I guess they put it on the underground cellar, which is where they kept their cold business at. They're like, look, here, we'll put it here. And then they forgot it, it burned in the fire. They forgot about it and then burned in the fire. Um, I do like this idea that maybe in white crayon, so it blended in in the page, 
Um, it's like, also, Jesus said, I really am cool with the gays. But it was in white crayon and nobody knew it was there. Nobody, and, he, and he just thought, he, he thought it was the coolest color. Yeah. But honestly, all-knowing, all-powerful Jay, yeah. sitting there being like, I'm going to write this in white. Yeah. He's he like, didn't really I choose, mean it. He's like, I choose he, white because it contains all the colors. It's like writing with all the crayons. And it's like, but it, right. it's not. Well, you didn't, you didn't tell us, though, so it doesn't really matter, does it, Jay? Doesn't it, Jay Daug? Huh? He, but it's, it's something he can point out later and be like, no, see, I, I wrote it. I wrote it down. See, look, I just I dressed up as Michael Jackson, and I danced around <laughs> like that. It's totally fine. It's totally fine. Look at this good picture of me. It's a Polaroid I had taken. <laughs> Um, do you think Jesus had a dog or a pet? I just realized, as I said, J-Dog, that I, I was like, if Jesus didn't have a pet, did he really live a full human life? It'd be really, people would get really mad if it was like a cat. Yeah. You can't say you were a hundred percent man if you did not have a pet when you were on earth. He was on earth for 33 years, apparently. He didn't have a single pet? They didn't have like a neighborhood dog? Yeah. I mean, apparently when he was born in that manger, there, there was animals everywhere. He didn't just adopt one of them? Nope. Nope. He, God, he's such an elitist. He's such, he, such you know, an elitist. You know how he was born in that barn? God, that gave him so, that just gave him so much elite, elitism. That, that, that guy. Ugh. He, humans are so much better than all those dogs that they don't even matter. They don't even matter, Connor, but you know who does matter? In the end, I have another Reddit. Are you ready? As comes from user I I T and T. I I T and T. How many drunk people would a T Rex need? Hold on, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> How many drunk people would a T Rex need? <laughs> How many drunk people would a T Rex have to eat before the T Rex got drunk? Great. So question. you go to a party, there's a T Rex there, and the T Rex is hammered. Yeah. You know he can't drink booze. This sounds like one of us wrote it. You know he can't drink booze from a glass because his arms can't reach the glasses. That clearly means he was just eating drunk people. Question is, how many drunk people did he eat? That Honestly, this question makes me wonder why I'm not eating more drunk animals. Why is this not a part of the process of 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 our eating where we go? I know like Kobe beef is where you give like a bunch of beer to a cow or something. But why isn't all the animals drinking alcohol? In this day and age, we're all worried about our calories. But honestly, if you get them drunk, nobody feels great after they're drunk. So we get them drunk, then it makes them leaner, makes them less calories. And that's just science. Kyle, have you, what about wine-infused... Grapes. Meals. What? <laughs> what? You know how they say, I cooked it with the white wine yeah. or the rosé? Yeah. I don't know who cooks with a rosé. Yeah, but that burns off all the alky. Alky hall. Uh, oh, that's probably right. I forget. So we need these people to be sloshed. Can I just say, I, I do, I think the new script for the new Jurassic World is coming along, but I think that there are some, <laughs> the, some spots where I really feel like Chris Pratt can really shine, and I think this is a good starting point, but we've got a lot of work to go. Right. It's, it's simple enough. Make half the characters in your Jurassic World movie a means to an end in which Chris Pratt decides, I must end this world. And he says it just like that. And then he goes to fucking 
Spencer's. Yeah. Specs, sorry. He goes to Spencer Specs, yeah. He goes to Spencer Specs, buys out all their dildos first off, and then he buys just alcohol and it and it starts like, Do you have the time? And he's like, We gotta get these guys slot to listen yeah. to you on. That's not enough. Uh, and they run back and they're like, free party, yeah! It's for you guys, because we're all trapped on this island because the crazy T-Rex is going to come get us. And then they're all taking shots and shots and shots and shots, um, except for Chris Pratt. Right, he's playing it smart because he's just he's trying, playing to, it smart. He's trying to get he that like, T-Rex He pretends jump. he's doing like the whole tossing it over his shoulder, tossing it into plants. And he's like, oh, I'm just kidding, this is for you because I love you and I want you to be happy, friend. Um, once they all are equally trashed, everybody's passing out. Yeah. He opens the doors. He opens the doors. Guess what? T-Rex is drunk. He's passed out. He's got a half a bottle of Soco on right next to him. Um, and also a half a person next to him that they're torn in half. Dang. Dang. What? Never knew. Out. Out like a light. Good for him, you know? Good for him. Connor, is it normal to have never been in love at 22? Aww. Baroque, Baroque bitch asks this on Reddit. Oh dear. Um, I've never felt a romantic impulse towards anyone for more than a week or so, and have never had a serious long-term relationship. Sometimes I kind of feel defective. Do other people hey. go through this too? All of my friends have gotten past this and found significant others, and I feel left behind. Well, I sorry to tell you, you are left behind, and this is the rapture. Hi, welcome to to the Jesus. Kyle, to how the- can you picking all these questions that maybe want to help these people? Connor, I want to solve problems, but I want to do it in a goofy way. Okay, it's well, the hour. Here, I'm just gonna. I'm. Oh Christ! I'm gonna say it. What I need to say, say what but how about I say it in like say. a goofy voice? I'll say it in my country accent. It's my South Texas country accent. Listen, broke uh, bitch, which is not <laughs> it's not it's not broke bitch. Oh, and I thought that's what you said or the name was. No, this person's classy. It's Baroque, like the classical era. Baroque, like the classical music era. Baroque bitch. Oh, sorry. Okay, Baroque. But still, just the. Anyway, they're here's classy. Here's what you need to know first. Baroque, you are loved and accepted for who you are as a person. A person. <laughs> yeah, you can you can love whoever you want to and feel however you feel. That's okay. You gotta you, you gotta accept those feelings. You can be whatever and, kind of bitch you want to be. You, you can be, be a baroque what, whatever bitch. Whatever kind of baroque. Bitch you can be a broke you bitch. Be. You can be a, a, a backbone bitch. You could be a, a bastard bitch. You could be a belly bitch. You could be a boozy bitch. You could. (laughs) (laughs) Most importantly, people, be who you want to be. Kyle, is the back of your iPhone white? Did you get the white iPhone 10? Yeah, I did. Oh my God. It's pretty. I mean, it's awkward now people know that I was looking at my iPhone while you were talking, mostly because it went into do not disturb, and I want to be disturbed. That's why I'm here. All right, so now that we've solved that easy problem, this is good. Connor, I'm doubling up. I got another one. This comes from Reddit user Proud Tadpole. They ask, does SpongeBob own or rent his pineapple? And what does he pay in mortgage slash rent? <laughs> I figure, I never watched SpongeBob, so I figured this is really kind of within your wheelhouse of yeah. your knowledge, because you're a big, yeah. you're a Sponge boy. Yes, you are. Yeah. Uh, 
so in in deep deep SpongeBob lore, yeah, and you you figure this out either by watching SpongeBob backwards in certain areas. Um, you have to lower the pitch. You sometimes have to uh, like alter it in some audio decryption uh, websites that are online to figure out the deep lore that is inside to get of the to get to the sponge code. So once you get deep in that sponge code, you can finally distinguish whether or not he owned or rented that pineapple. Yeah. Here's the thing. The Greek god Poseidon has a lot more clout in the SpongeBob lore than they let on. Interesting. So he has he was king for a long time. Uh in SpongeBob's past life, he ruled over Bikini Bottom. Oh, so maybe that yeah. was in fact his bikini and his bottom. So funnily enough, it he named it because he thought that it would piss off Poseidon because Poseidon is this super uppity boy that doesn't like to talk about anything to do with privates. Yeah. And so he called it he called it like he saw him. He's like, I'm gonna call this because fuck you, Popo. Yeah, and also bikinis. So in reality so essentially the pineapple used to be his. Yeah. It used to be his and his alone. Yeah. Whenever Poseidon took back over in the bottom wars of ninety seven. Okay, Connor, I'm gonna stop you right there. Um so that was real that was a fun historical lesson. The correct answer Thanks. was is that he's technically a squatter. Um and he has squatter rights. So that's um I guess that's you know, that's the end of that one. But that was good. I really I really liked just kind of the history of the Poseidon. That was real good. I really deeply enjoyed that. No, it's just upsetting that you don't appreciate my <laughs> academic skills. I don't care. It's all that free education that California's given you. Now you're just showing off. Kyle! <laughs> User Young and Shameless asks, I can never get past Google's puzzle recaptures. Am I a robot? <laughs> That's a very good one. <laughs> oh, God. What's Kyle? This is serious. Yeah. Is he a robot? Is he? This is big problems, yo. Because as soon as a robot, as soon as AI becomes sentient, you know the first place they're going to go and ask is Reddit. They're going to show up in Reddit. They're going to be like, guys. Why wouldn't they? What is the most prominent place that people try to determine whether or not you are a robot? Exactly. Not the Turing test. Nope. Not the mirror test. Yeah. No. The Reddit test. The Reddit, the the Google Captcha test. No, but yeah, but that's all good. That Google Captcha, that Recaptcha, Recaptcha, Recaptcha. Um, it's real difficult because you could be a robot legally because it's it's an incredibly binary test. Either you you pass the test and you are a human, or you fail the test and you are a robot. That's the only option. Here is a possible flaw. So, with some of those Google tests. Uh, I think there's a very strong possibility, Kyle. Yeah. That this person just doesn't drive <gasps> because it's always like identify the car, out stop sign, bridges, yeah. buildings, yeah. cars. If he doesn't, if they live in a rock, yeah. SpongeBob, Patrick, yeah. They're not going to be able to do it. Which honestly, they're not robots, right? But they are starfish and sponges. They, God, honestly, if maybe they could just do captures with, with just SpongeBob characters, and then, then maybe that's identify the spo- identify the, you know, scrotum of Poseidon in, the, in oh, these pictures. God, 
But, and it's just it's just blueberries. It's just so many it's so many of those sea blueberries. You know how the sea is full those of these blueberries. Sweet dark sea <laughs> sea blueberries. Uh, Connor, I got one last one at least from my end. I don't know if you ain't got any good ones cooking in there, but this is the last one. This is real important. I think we all figure out from your Reddit user nostalgia. They say, "How do waterfalls work?" Huh? How do they get a constant flow of water, and how do they not overflow the river they are pouring into? These are the questions that I don't remember the answers to from fourth grade, and I feel like it's important that we revisit them to make sure we understand how the earth that we are currently killing, how does it work? How are these waterfalls working? How do they not run out? How do they not run out of water? How do they not run out of water, and how does the thing that they're pouring into not just fill up all the time? Because it's part of a water system. I The water is trying to get from point A to point B back to the ocean because it's been raining and this is the way that it's been going for thousands of millions of trillions of years. The water cycle is a myth that was busted on Mythbusters. We all know this. There is no water cycle. There is only chaos. Only chaos. Which is just the classic Mythbuster answer. <laughs> Myth busted. Myth confirmed. Plausible? Chaos. Chaos. There's nothing good anymore. There's nothing but chaos. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, When I read this question, (laughs) this is why I included it. It's because I saw this question. I went, oh, shit. How do waterfalls work? And then I had to to think about how um, the water cycle that I learned about. But it is a good question because you go, we've been, you and I have been to Niagara Falls. That's where we got married, just like Jim and Pam Halpert. And that's right. And so, like, there's like gallons of water that are pouring off of that thing every second. You're telling me that the water cycle is pouring gallons of water up on top of there. I don't know where Niagara Falls is. There's a river, I think. Yes. And you're telling me that the water cycle is dumping gallons of water? I don't think so. That doesn't make any sense. that is what is happening. I don't see it. If it was... That Niagara Falls is pouring all the time, and it only rains some of the time. It doesn't make any sense, Connor. Okay. I'm here. This is my one conspiracy theory. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to go Lewis and Clark style and ride the Niagara Falls River. From Texas? No. Okay. I- Just go past the Niagara Falls upriver. Okay. Which is why it's called upriver, first of all. <laughs> because of that, yeah. You find, and then I want you to look how long that river is going. Yeah. And if it rains once, now just imagine it does that in other places at different times. Look, I get your point, Connor. I honor you. I You are honored. <laughs> <laughs> you are honored, Connor. But again, Niagara Fall poor all time. Rain only falls sometime. Jet fuel doesn't melt steel beams. Mic drop. <laughs> Mic drop. Oh, Kyle. <laughs> Reddit user. Shake it, then you bake it. That's very good. Asks how slash when. Do astronauts masturbate? Oh, no. <laughs> if only I'd I'm asked. really curious why you didn't ask this yeah. at the meeting. Yeah. Uh, and I was going to bring this up earlier, but this is just so perfect. It's perfect. I've seen live videos of astronauts sleeping, which means there's some sort of camera system to set up to monitor their bed, I think. Is there some sort of policy NASA has on choking the chicken? 
how do, or sorry, do they have private quarters to take care of business? How do they clean up their mess? I do want to just say real quickly, NASA does have a protocol called choking the chicken, um, but it is unrelated to masturbation. There is a pet chicken that lives up there. He pops out the eggs that the astronauts use for their breakfast every day. And so that's a different thing. That's where you got to reach up because the gravity doesn't exist. So they got to reach up the chicken. You got to put, yo, they got to go, they got to go through the mouth. That's why it's called choke the chicken is they got to put the, they, they got to go through the mouth. Get the egg. Yeah. It's real weird. Oh my God. Space is weird, y'all. And I, you know, go further than no man has gone before. I love say. how space fucks with logic like that. I love how space do that. Space good. Listen, honestly, what would be easier? Sprick. Oh no. Hi, this is important. Okay. You can finally see how fast you come. Oh no. It just. The speed, the velocity. It's honestly. It doesn't stop. Connor, I. Like Spider Man style across the room. I'm not. I'm not. This isn't great because (laughs) I just don't. I just don't feel like the visual is, is the hottest here. Um, it's not, it's not great, but it does. I mean, I don't really like to throw any callbacks into other shows that exist, but I, I do like to help out uh, coming to some of the small shows that we listen to on occasion. And one of those small shows is my brother, my brother, and me, and they need all the help they can get, but they do have that famous catchphrase or a quandary. Um, when you nut in space, do it push you backwards? Because that is, you got to think about when that momentum happens, you're also, you know, Isaac Newton forces, E equals space space force, and so like the space force is on you, and and so you got to think about that. There's a lot of physics that are involved, and there must be testing on it. There must be NASA is so horny for space knowledge. NASA is so horny for that sweet space. You know they've done an experiment. They said, hey, which one of y'all is down to clown? So that these are important questions, Connor. That I think we all should ask. Who? Have they do? I bet they have a Hall of Fame for the first people to be on not the Mile High Club, yeah, but like the Ten Mile High Club. Yeah, yeah. who's who was the first to have sex in outside of the atmosphere space? It's there's or got there. there's got to be one, right? I mean, even if because now when they're on expeditions, they're up there for months, and like even if they're not having sex, like the body's got to do something. Body's That's gonna- question one. They all land. They all get up there. And they're like, so... Yeah. Who's taking it off? Who's into it? I... God, this is creating a whole lot of questions now that I think none of the public is really discussing. All the kind of the reproductive shit. First of all, you know, most of the testicular uh, production means is really dependent on the, the, the balls being able to regulate their temperature through gravity. But what in space, what it do? Is that just all bad batches? Because it can't regulate the temperature. It can temperature. still get closer to you, or it can just let go of the muscle. Yeah, but if it lets but go of the muscle, it's still going to just be there, because it can't drop. Not if you're moving around. They're always you gotta moving do around. Every, yeah, they always got to keep moving. That's why they exercise all the time. They also have that little machine that's like a teabag machine that helps <laughs> like lift and rise... The ball sack. Kyle, stop it. <laughs> stop it, stop it. Thank you all so much for listening to this week's M Word. We want to thank Grant O'Brien for our intro and outro music, Cindia Martinez for our cover art. We're getting stickers, friends. We've got stickers. 
We have stickers for you and you and you. Uh, get on our Patreon and we'll send them to you, I guess. Yeah. Patreon.com slash M word pod. Also, hey, you, you got a problem? You got a quandary? Why don't you send it our way? We'll solve it for free. Um, uh, but we may give you a sticker too. You let us know. Mwordpod.com slash submit. Submit your problem either anonymously or with your God-given Christian name. And you can we, we put your problem out there to be solved, and we'll take care of it for you, or we'll take care of that person for you. We'll murder. We'll kill. Kyle. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Oh, I is it my turn? And, I don't know. And hey, Connor, let's do it together, because it's been so long since we've done All this. Right. <laughs> we'll do this together. It'll be... Our sweet joint outro. You ready? We'll just do a kind of a back and forth. You do a word, I'll do a word, and we'll just create kind of like our catchphrase like we always do at the end of every show. Great. And as we always say... Don't... Nut... When... You... Look... Into... Me... (laughs) (laughs) Bye, guys! Bye!